Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 14, as the New York Rangers close out the month of November with a much-needed win over the Ottawa Senators. Andy and I are recording after the game, and we are... I, I don't know where we stand, to be honest. I don't know if I feel good after this win, or if I still feel slighted about you know, that devil game and just the way this month has gone so far. So we're going to talk through our emotions and we are going to hopefully have a much more positive outlook going into the month of December. But first, as always, I have to ask Andy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. Uh, It's now that Thanksgiving is over. It is finally time for the Christmas decorations to come out and the trees to go up and the lights to be strung about uh so i as a big christmas person but not christmas day and eve itself i just love the whole month leading up to christmas not that i don't love christmas but you know what i mean my favorite part is the is the little magic in the air and the rush of like oh christmas is coming and you get to watch dumb hallmark movies and all that uh stuff i love it i'm absolutely love it. so yeah i have I'm to gonna... say christmas day is almost borderline depressing yeah, because you know what all that uh, excitement's over. You know? Right. Yeah. So uh, I, I listen. I agree with you, man. The whole this whole month is 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 all about feeling good and being appreciative and and just you know doing all the little things that you appreciate over the the years and uh, you know the Christmas traditions and stuff, whatever that may be. Uh, we can translate that over to the New York Rangers, can we? Yeah, I think so. You think so? What trends like be well, do you think like the month of December is going to be, you know, fun? It's going to, you know, no pressure. We're going to win some hockey games. Or do you think this is, you know, we're in for a rude awakening? Uh, well, it's going to start off. You would hope it would start off good because they play the Senators again and then the Blackhawks, then a struggling Blues team. Then you have the Golden Knights, uh, Avalanche and Devils back to back and the Maple Leafs back to back in four game segment. So, yeah, it might be rough, but it's definitely uh, matchup wise, not the easiest month for the Rangers. But I would imagine if they keep their current lineup, 
as it was tonight during the Ottawa game, they might win more than we expect. But I do have something to talk with you about a little bit later on this podcast about why I'm not um, so beat, you know, beaten up or about living and dying with this team uh, for the remainder of the season. So, but we'll get into that. But um, yeah, who knows? I mean, might be appreciative of finally having some balance. Not that they've fully established it yet, but they've inched ever closer uh, with, you know, some late additions to the lineup and some notable subtractions. So, uh, yeah, and on the, in that sense, uh, yeah, I think uh, there could be something to be uh, thankful for. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, you know, again, I just, listen, I still have a sour taste after the Devil game. I really thought, not that they played poorly. No. It's just, it's just frustrating that we're just, we really are just like not the team we were last year. And I think that devil game is just a real reminder of what it really takes to be at that next level. And the devils are just us from last year. And of course it's the New Jersey devils. It's a Hudson rival rival. And you know, it, it's just one of those teams where you, you don't, you never really take pleasure in them being good. And, you know, for me to sit here as a New York Rangers fan, the year after they went to the Eastern Conference final, you know, to watch this team that I thought was supposed to be better struggle and then struggle against the New Jersey Devils. It's just, it was just an extra slap in the face. And, you know, I, we got the win tonight against the Ottawa Senators. And listen, you got to beat those teams. You have to beat the bottom feeders. And the Rangers did that. So I applaud them when they do something that they should do. And, you know, I will, you know, I will state my opinions when I'm frustrated when they don't do the things that they're supposed to do and be competitive and and try to, you know, you know, hold leads and not, you know, cough up two goal leads at home against a rival. You know, it's just those little things really build up inside me and get me super frustrated. But like I said, December is going to be a cleanse month. So the more bad, it's actually good because it's going to get out of my system. We're going to hit rock bottom this month. And then I think we're going to build from there. Um, Because you can't take much merit with this Ottawa Senators game. And honestly, with the Ottawa Senators and the Chicago Blackhawks coming up in a back-to-back Friday and Saturday, even if we win those two games, I, I, I take a half a step forward. I don't even take a full step forward because the true test will be the following week, like you said, when we play the Blues travel to Vegas, we travel to Colorado, and then the next week when we have the Devils in Toronto at home. So um, listen, if you want to beat up on the bottom feeders like Ottawa and Chicago, that's great. But I need to see more competitiveness against the better teams. I need to see you hold leads and not blow it and totally collapse and and stuff like that. So um, go back to the Devils game, Andy, a little bit. I mean, what what were your thoughts? Because I really didn't think they played that bad. It was just, like I said, more frustrating because you really saw, you know, how good the Devils actually were. Yeah, and the difference in the team. Uh, yeah, basic. That was basically it. I knew they were going to lose. Trust me. I was happy that they went up to nothing, but I just knew I knew they were going to lose even when they were up to nothing. It was just, it just felt like fate, you know. I just think. Uh, and to kind of talk about what I was alluding to earlier, I just think I finally realized that it's time to downgrade the New York Rangers in terms of seeing them as a contender and seeing them more as a 
like a bubble hopeful team. Because uh, I really think that's what they are in terms of their skill level right now. If this is the way they're going to play, unless they're, you know, my my big brain theory, you know, uh, theory has been that this team is literally going to put in the least amount of effort only to turn it on if they make should they make it in after being so uh, basically shell shocked for running out of gas in the in the uh, in the the ECF last season. So, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they didn't necessarily play poorly obviously they still it was more about the the turnovers and the giveaways i mean it's not like you're not going to give the best team in the league at generating chances especially off the rush chances it was going to happen it was just mental mistakes and being pressured into those mistakes you know what i mean i mean the only reason toronto beat them to end their losing streak was because literally they had three goals taken away from them three like you know what i mean it was which kind of bullshit and i honestly i thought the rangers in the third period they they poured it on, you know what I mean? And I think so. Yeah, it's not like they're necessarily bad. It's just there's just a team that is executing on a higher plane of existence right now than the New York Rangers. And I just think, and that's also a personnel issue for the Rangers, because again, as great again, Jimmy VC, another goal tonight, great. Uh Barkley Goodrow looks great again. But it's still just too many, too many passengers and just too many people playing out of position and in spots they shouldn't. And you know, they should have one, uh, you know, they, their captain needs to be playing better and he's playing some of the worst hockey of his career just because apparently because he's hurt, but uh, he refuses to sit, I guess. You want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, let's, let's get into that because that, yeah. it's, I don't know what, if, how a player would think that's good leadership. Like, I, listen, especially I, at the level he's playing. And again, tonight versus Ottawa, I thought it was a mixed bag. I thought he had good moments and I thought he had horrendous moments. But um, at what point, would, if you're the captain of the team saying that if I sit three games and don't practice, that's like two weeks just to heal. You know, it. you don't want to leave your team high and dry, but it's like. Right now, I think Andy Walensky getting a call up from Hartford would probably perform better than Jacob Truba is if he was being honest with himself. You know, well, well I, I definitely agree. And it's like looking at our schedule, you could have just said, you know what, I'm not going to go on the Western road trip. It is what it is. We're playing Seattle, Sharks, LA, and the Ducks. It's like the schedule's not that difficult. Let me just take that huge span off. It's a you know over two weeks. Without a hockey game, let me just rest up, get this right, and I'll be ready to go against the Oilers at home, and, and you know we'll just go from there. I, I completely agree with you, Andy. It's like, that's, that's more of a lack of leadership. You got to know your abilities. And if you're out there and you're, like, there's no way he thinks he's playing good. So it's, it's just more of, again, a head scratcher of like, what are you trying to prove? Or, like, that's what New York, that's what, New York Rangers don't want New York Rangers don't want a guy that's gonna you know just stay in the lineup for the sake of staying in the lineup if you're hurt and you're injured and you're not playing great and you're not being an asset to this team you're hurting us you're not helping us so you're absolutely right with that and and second I would say for Truba like listen I understand it's a hand issue but like there's really if it's your hand there's really no there there's no excuse for, you know, getting caught out of position and, you know, you can still dump the puck in, you know, there's certain times where I'm just like scratching my head on his, some of his decision-making and his body positioning. And 
you know, him just not being able to, you know, listen, I know you use your hands to clear the front of the net out, but like, he just doesn't, he's not even in the right position to even do so. So, um, it's, it's like now it's affecting your mental game too. So I'm just confused about the whole thing. Like if it's physical, I understand it, but it, it can start affecting your mental game as well, because that's more important if anything, you know, you can get away with, you know, having a, a hurt hand, but you can't get away with, you know, being out of position and constantly getting caught in bad situations where you're turning the puck over or people are just, you know, out, you know, battling you in a corner and, and escaping with the puck. It's like, that's hurting us. So yeah. Uh, where do we go from here with Truba? It's like at this point, does he, does he sit out or what does he do? I don't know. I mean, they already tried. They, so they already separated him and Miller. And honestly, I thought Miller was a mixed bag of good and bad tonight. Again, him as well. Those, it's just funny that those two are really struggling when uh, Fox and Lindgren have been great this season. And fucking Ryan Lindgren, what a game from him. Yeah. He was just literally, it was the quintessential Ryan Lindgren game in that he just took punishment, blocked shots, got physical with people, and it looked like he was hurt. And you're like, oh, this is it. Like he's going to sit out. And then he plays the rest of the game and he has three, he ends with three assists on him just being, you know, hard on the puck and getting pucks up by ice and just putting it on net just simply not with a big wind up blast like Trube always tries to do that just hits the end boards or just doesn't even hit just just put it on net for a deflection you know what I mean so uh he was a, again a warrior I know that word gets bandied around a lot with him almost cliche at this point but uh he was excellent tonight so it's just yeah unfortunately that means you Schneider and Jones are still inconsistent from shift to shift. You know, Miller is playing worse than he was last year. Troop is obviously playing worse than he was last year. So that's four of your defenders that are just inconsistent. You know what I mean? There's no secret why the Rangers are struggling right now, if that's the case. You know, they're just, they have a whole slew of guys, Lafreniere included, who, took, or take, or who are taking steps backward this season. That's not to say that maybe next season they'll rebound or it'll be a wipe this late clean moment. But if you just, if you say, well, who's better this season, who's worse this season. And you put everyone that was here last year and it's, you know, almost across the board, everyone's worse. And I mean, that's an, I know that's like a no duh, like moment, but you know, well, it doesn't help that when you look at all the teams from last year, you can look at most of them and say, well, they're actually a better hockey team. New Jersey Devils better, Islanders better, you know, Boston is better, you know, Toronto's about the same, you know, Tampa's probably the same hovering around, you know, Detroit is better, you know, it's just like Montreal is better, like these middle of the pack teams, like they're just a little bit more competitive this year. So, you know, when I said that the Rangers had a, you know, easier schedule in November and was important to win those hockey games, like, I, I really do mean it, like the, the NHL, I think is, is a little bit more competitive and if the rangers you know if the, if the rangers think they're just gonna you know march into the playoffs they're crazy you know there's a lot of teams that feel really good about themselves right now and feel like that you know they can compete for a playoff spot and you know i'd say you know even ottawa you you know you i don't know if you you listen to uh joe at all but uh you know even he was saying like this team does feel like they're better than where they are in the standings and I kind of agree. I, I yep. envisioned Ottawa fighting for a playoff spot. So, you know, these teams that, you know, even 
Philly, truthfully, is honestly not as bad as I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. Again, they're just everyone's competitive. It's tough to win hockey games, and I just feel like the or the Rangers' either mental approach or system approach is just kind of out of whack right now, and we don't have the depth or the skill to get us out of it. We, you know, we, we do rely on goaltending, but you know, if you're if you're going to be blowing leads constantly and, and not being able to shut other teams down, then you're not going to win many hockey games. So, um, you know, again, I, I won't take much, you know, you know, I won't take much merit into what happened tonight against the Ottawa Senators, but I will say the Rangers looked a lot better away from the puck. And I'm hoping that that's maybe the recipe to a little bit more consistency you know, a lot of the stuff that they created tonight and, you know, it was pointed out multiple times is, you know, they're, they're moving their feet away from the puck. They're creating pressure and, you know, it, it just, it forces other teams to make mistakes or make really bad decisions with the puck. And it all stems down to moving your feet away from the puck, constantly getting into open ice and just being an option. And, you know, even if you don't have the puck, you know, you, you could still be the most important player on the ice. And you saw it with the VC goal where, you know, he, you know, chips it for a cycle and then immediately like pumps his legs and gets out of their corner. And then all of a sudden becomes an option down, you know, a shooting lane and was able to get a rebound and put it in like, and then, you know, they pointed out again with the Kreider goal, pressuring the defenseman, he bobbles, puts pressure, you know, he's now defenseman's now forced to back up because Kreider's cutting through his ice and the Rangers are able to break out and eventually leads to a goal. Like, that's the shit that the Rangers need to do more. And there's no excuse for it because that's just coming down to working your tail off. And, you know, again, you, you look at a guy like VC, Andy, and he's on the first line. It's like, well, he's on the first line because he's just working his tail off. Like, that's all he's doing. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that that gets the Rangers going in a better direction. If they can just work as hard as they can away from the puck, things will start to go their way. They will get lucky. And, you know, you kind of see that with, you know, Trocek and Kako constantly causing turnovers is because they work hard but away from the puck. It's not just, well, the puck's not on my stick. I'm just going to, you know, kind of stand. And hopefully the play comes to me. It's like, no, you have to fucking go make it happen. So, um, yeah, Andy, uh, again, the game tonight, are you, did, did you feel good about this wind or were you like, no, they just, this is, you know, just, we're beating a, a, a really bad Ottawa team. So, well, it, it. you know, it was more about how the Rangers played and honestly, I was happy with how they played. I didn't think, you know, Ottawa for all their struggles this year, like you said, uh, they, you know, and they've, they're as they're inconsistent, but that doesn't mean they're not. They don't like they can't like pour it on. If you look at some of their losses, they were a lot of them seem to be close games. You know, they've beaten some good teams. They you know they beat the they beat the Bruins. They beat the uh, the Stars. They beat the Capitals. Um, yeah, you know. So I mean, it's like, and obviously they've lost to some some good teams too, or and some pretty poor teams, but. They're just like an inconsistent team, but they have clearly they have enough talent and you saw the way they skate pretty well. I thought that they do. They play with a lot of pace. I just think it's just sometimes not having the wherewithal to, 
you know, if your foot's always on the gas pedal, you have to make sure you can play at that speed all the time with control like the devils do. But sometimes it seems like they're pushing play a little bit too fast for where the Rangers are almost the opposite. It's like, you know, they're they try to slow the game down so much sometimes that it, it hurts them, you know, especially when other teams counterattack with speed and pressure. But that being said, the Rangers did a much I thought they other than the I thought obviously at home, Ottawa came out pretty, pretty good in the first period. You know, the Rangers still end up up. They had obviously a nice, the first line was, was good tonight, I thought. Um, but yeah, their pressure was there. But I thought the the next two periods, yeah, Ottawa got chances here and there and Halak had to bail them out in moments. But uh, it just didn't, out, yeah, it didn't seem like it was a crazy, that it was like an onslaught ever. You know what I mean? I just thought the Rangers played a good game. And I thought their their effort and compete level is pretty consistent. You know, yeah, there was going to be breakdowns, especially if you if like me now you kind of view the rangers as more of like a a mid-tier maybe they'll get in maybe they won't team you know what i mean so because i'm clearly not expecting perfection from this lot anymore (laughs) i've downgraded my expectation hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, you know, I thought they played a pretty consistent game. I mean, James, what what was your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I mean, they were definitely more consistent, but it's like one of those things. It's like, are they consistent because they were playing a bad team or were they consistent because they improved upon their game against New Jersey? So I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. And like I said, you know, you want to show me that you're progressing in the right direction. We'll go out and do it again and then go out and do it back to back at home against, you know, Ottawa Senators and the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, I don't know where I think the Blackhawks are like kind of where the Rangers are, though in the west right nope they're last they're exactly where ottawa is and so you have two bad teams that you know again you can take advantage of and just all of a sudden you got six points in in three games and now you can feel you know good about yourself against going against some of the better teams in league it's just you know again i i i don't want to believe in this team because they really haven't shown me anything that i can believe in but again a win is a win and i appreciate it but you know show me another win against this team and show me a win on saturday against the blackhawks and you know then maybe we can talk about maybe we are riding the ship and you know what is it taking for us to actually be competitive again is it working harder away from the puck like i mentioned before is it you know getting more shots on goal is it you know panarin going on the long-term ir hopefully and clear up a lot of cap space so we can bring in real competitive athletes onto this team there's multiple things that can get us onto the right track andy so um not leaving any options you know no stone unturned here well i think Um, not to cut you off but a big start is uh, who finally drew, drew into the lineup and had a pretty good game. Vitaly Kraftsoff. Listen, yeah, I, I, I think 
my hot take was that he'd never play again for the New York Rangers. So yeah. um, he very much did. And he did that take that penalty. Helped. He did take that penalty though. So you just know they're going to sit him, sit him the next game. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's exactly how it goes. And, but, but I tell you what, he looked a lot better than he did in the other games that he's played for us. Again, I don't know if that's because he's playing against Ottawa or if, you know, or he actually, you know, is healthy this time. So we'll see. What are you, uh, what are your thoughts on Panarin? Because I do want to like, he's, he's, remember when I said that there's lost, he's lost without Ryan Strom. He's lost without him. I know there's going to be a narrative, but there's no excuse why he can't do it with, with Heedle or well, well here's the thing he the first he's not playing the way he was the first 10 games of the season where he looked like a monster you know he was do, he said he came out and said I need to play like my my old self and he did it for 10 games and he literally led the league in the through the first 10 games and he looked like you know an absolute stud and then he's just faded back to the periphery and just pr- playing perimeter hockey you know it's uh-huh. I, and that's not to say he won't pick it back up, and because obviously he's got enough uh, prowess to to pick it back up, and he can do things at times even when he has bad games. Because that's the thing: Panarin used to have bad games and only get two points. You know what I mean? But right. Uh, but now yeah, I just, like I just, I don't see. He just shots. doesn't move his. When he the for his first two seasons with the Rangers, it's just his feet were always moving. I just, he doesn't, he's, I don't know if he's getting enough, a symptom of getting older or an injury or whatever. He just, there's a lot of reaching, you know what I mean? And I, I think a lot of that is just not having chemistry with his line mates and getting jumbled a lot. Um, but the thing is though, make your own chemistry, dude, you're getting paid $11.6 million. Figure it out. Like, I don't want to hear these excuses. Oh, I don't have enough chemistry. Well, what, what do you need? Do you yeah. honestly need Ryan Strom to be, a, 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 be worth $11.6 million? If that's the case, I don't want you. And I don't even want him now. I Remember I said at the beginning of the season, I said one of the narratives is that people are going to start to turn on Terry Panarin. Well, I, I, it's like I'm self-fulfilling prophecy here. Now, I just turn, I'm turned on him. Him yeah. and, and Lafreniere. I'm like done with those two. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the effort. It's the senseless giveaways that they constantly are, are, are creating. And listen, if you want to show me a clip of Panarin doing something amazing, yeah, that's great. He makes $11.6 million. He should be doing something amazing every single night. And it's, and it's good when it's working. When you're leading the team in points and hovering around that 100-point mark, it's great. But if you're not going to do that, then I don't want you on the team. Like that's the whole point of you making the most money on this team is that you are supposed to be the best player. It's like, and listen, I will pat you on the back when you do great things. But if you're going to make $11.6 million and struggle to get shots through and give, constantly give the puck over because you can't make a pass, it's like, well, then I don't need you. And, you know, unfortunately, he's got a no movement clause and, and we're stuck with him for the next, you know, four seasons. So it's just, again, we're going to live and die by how good our quote unquote all-stars play. And if our $11.6 million player is just going to be an 80 point guy, you know, 70, 80 point guy, we're not, we're not going to go anywhere. So we're not going to like, forget the Stanley cup. We're not going to, we're not going to make the playoffs and you're seeing it right now. You know, our all-stars are struggling to get going or churning in mud right now. And we, 
shows in the standing. So, um, uh, yeah. oh, is this? I'm trying to see. Of all the forwards on the team, uh, Artemi Panarin has the, and again, plus minus relative to the league, obviously not good, but relative to your teammates, telling he's a minus nine. It's the most on the team. <laughs> In fairness, Trocek's a minus eight because they played together a lot, but uh, now that they've been split up. And again, I thought Trocek was excellent in the third period. Draws that really important penalty. Yep. Uses mm-hmm. feet again. Um, you know, he's... Yeah, so... Yeah, it's just... He's clearly struggling Panarin this year. And obviously, if the power play was going like it was last year, maybe... It's because so, even when, some, when it, someone pr- produces on the power play, even though it's not even strength, we tend to, like, kind of forget... You know, at, at the same, it's like all those goals and points kind of, they all just kind of blend together. You know what I mean? Even if you're like, if it's just the power play, which is doesn't require the same effort as even strength. So if that was going, it might get lost a little bit. We might not be harping on it. But when it's not going, it just may how much noticeable it makes the, his lack of production right now. Right. And anyone that's defending him right now, it's the Rick Nash syndrome where it's like, I don't know, the, you know, defensively, like you start to pick up other, other parts of his game to defend him. It's like, that's not what we got him for. We got him to score points. We got him to score goals, rack up assists. Like you said last year, you know, if he had a bad game, he was still walking there with a with an assist or two. So we got to get him back on track any way possible. Right now, he's on on my on my shit list. So um, my naughty and nice list, maybe for the month of December, he's on the naughty list. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and uh, I have to say, I, I really do have to say this. Um, you know. Again, Kako, I feel good about him. I feel like it's we have enough of a sample size where it's like this is the Kako. He's not just, you know, it's not just stringing together a couple games. It's like, no, he's doing this constantly every single night. I see him do just do a lot of really good things. And for a 21-year-old kid, I, I feel like he's starting to really figure it out and use his assets to his advantage and, and just, you know, yeah, I, I think he's an excellent player right now and exactly what the Rangers need. And I just really hope that, you know, he can stay this way and just keep getting better because certainly we're going to need him, especially on the right right side. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know where to go from here, Andy. It's like, again, I knew this was going to be a roller coaster ride. Um, I just I didn't I don't want to turn on this team this early. And I feel like I have positives, though, I want to talk about. Number one, sure. Miller going after Joseph. I liked it. You know, show, show some balls, step yeah. up, you know, go after him. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, I thought Hedl played well. And Lindgren played well. Fox obviously played well. I thought that uh, that call and Heedle after oh my Joseph God. Was, a, was what a bad call that was. I mean, Heedle's trying to not even hit the guy. If anything, I thought it should have been interference on a reverse, you know, hit going through a puck. You know, so Insane. I don't know what that was about, but that was bad. Um, but yeah, sorry not to cut you off, but uh, yeah, that was a bad, bad call. But no, I thought Heedle had some good jump in that game. Um, again, it seemed like the kids right now are fighting it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, Kraftsoff was good. Heedel was good. Uh, honestly, I thought the only players that were bad were maybe Lafreniere, uh, 
I don't think Schneider was bad. I just didn't think he was effective. Whereas Jones, I thought was good and bad. You know, honestly, the only goal against the only person you could really, I don't, I don't even blame Zach Jones for it. He was maybe a little over aggressive, but you know, earlier Truba misses a clear Mm -hmm. on a cross ice path. And that's kind of what, uh, that's kind of what started the whole sequence so that you can blame that. But getting a puck chicked, by behind you is someone with just flat out speed and a perfectly placed shot from Pinto who's a nice player, honestly. Pinto, um, a uh, South Kent graduate. Yeah. So it was not, there's almost nothing you can really do about it. Oh, and that obviously leads to the man of the hour, Yaroslav Halak finally yeah, gets Halak. a win. Yeah, and he was awesome. great. He was great tonight. You know, the one goal is just, that's a hard goal. It's just literally a, a breakaway goal and a perfectly placed shot. And he came out and he played his angle and he did what you had to do and it was just well placed. You know, it's, not, it's hard to, the release it just happened so quickly you know so yeah i didn't even blame him for it but yeah nice nice performance for him he made some great 10 bell saves and I, so i thought he had a good game and he deserved it because he's been they have given him no support so it was nice for him to finally get some goal support oh and and obviously Kreider misses the wide open net and you're cursing him but he then does, does get a tip so and the top line vc keep he keeps going you know what i mean so Maybe you don't, you still don't like the fact he's a top, but him and him and Goodrow keep finding ways to produce. So say what you will about them. You can say that they're, they shouldn't be in their spots, but they're making something of it, you know? So just Listen, man, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you might curse them, but it's like, what are the other guys really doing? <laughs> you know, it's not like, you know, they're, you know, it's not like, you know, as Ben and Jed and Panarin are taking over the hockey game and, you know, VCs bobbling pucks and turning it over. It's like, that's not what we're seeing at all. In fact, it's like the opposite. It's like, you know, VCs working his tail off running all over the the rink and then, you know, and, and creating chances. So, and, you know, he doesn't always make the correct play and doesn't, you know, always, you know, he doesn't have enough skill to be a first liner. But I tell you what, if he just continues to work hard, he's still the best option. There's, there's you know, we don't have many options. So. Uh, he's certainly uh, certainly been an asset there uh, for the time being. And we'll see, you know, I'm sure if we spiral out of control, we'll see more shake up the lines. But other than that, I don't know where else we're going to go with this lineup. So um, there was something else that I wanted to bring up, but I forget. You have anything? Uh, you know, I do. Hopefully we do get uh, an update on and i've heard it's an upper body injury on uh sam rosen sam we really hope whatever frog is in your throat uh eventually leaves but in all seriousness you know kudos to sam for fighting through it tonight um clearly you know when that happens as a broadcaster that's real rough but he he toughed it out like ryan lindegren he's a warrior you know say what you will but he he toughed it out despite literally just being you know super hoarse and uh clearly having some uh so yeah, I don't know if it was a, a cold or you know, allergies or you know just uh, you know lo- just losing your voice sucks as a broadcaster. So, but he toughed it out, and you know, good good for him. You know, so hopefully he's feeling better uh, soon. You know, hopefully he went home and had some emergency, some manuka honey and some hot water, and he's just you know resting his vocal cords. I tell you what, he, he is a trooper. Uh, but even with him with a cold, there's not many people I'd rather listen to. Cold same your game. So oh, absolutely same. Uh, yeah, no, definitely kudos to him. Good job. I can't remember what I, the last thing I wanted to talk about, um, which is a little concerning, but 
again, if you don't have anything, I guess, can we wrap this? Yeah, like a present. Let's wrap wrap this bad boy up, I guess. Um, yeah, we looking at just let's. I guess we'll just quickly look ahead to the Rangers schedule. Like we said, right back home to uh, so I don't, Senators get a little chance at revenge against the Rangers on Friday, um, and then they have the Blackhawks. You know, back to back the Blackhawks then at home on Saturday uh, before, uh, yeah, and then the Blues at home, and then they go out to Vegas. So. Nice little three-game homestand coming up. Um, it's funny though. I've the Rangers. You know what? Just really quick, I'm looking. Rangers not so bad on the road. Pretty good on the road, just not so good at home, which is ironic. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's I think this is this three-game segment. It's kind of important because those are three teams that are struggling and clearly not as good as the the four teams they face after that. So. You better get as many points in these next three games as you can. You know what I mean. So that's uh, hopefully they can uh, they can finish strong here. Uh, so, so my Jay, last my yeah, last question. No, my last question for you: Friday against Ottawa, Saturday against Chicago. When we do our podcast on Sunday, and we're looking down the whole Hell Week, we'll call it Hell Week uh, with the fifth, seventh, and ninth playing the Blues, the Golden Knights, and the Avalanche. Tell me right now, out of the four possible points against the, the, the bottom feeders, are we going into that Blues game with the four points, two points, three points, one or zero? I think they're going in with four points, either three or four points. You know, if they lose in a shootout, I, I can't really be mad. You know what I mean? It's a skills competition at that okay. point. But okay. I don't see why they can't. You can't lose to the Blackhawks. You can't. No. Ottawa's going to come out hot, and clearly, they're, it's funny. I feel like the Rangers feel less pressure on the road than they do at home. Um, so that'll be... But Igor's struggling right now, so we'll see if Igor... It's, you know, if they lose, I have a feeling it's going to be because of Igor, and I never thought I'd be saying that last year, but here we are, you know? So um, based on it, we didn't really get to talk about his comments after the last game. He's like, the goalie was shit. I lost us that game. I blame myself. I will say this. Has Igor been good? He's been up and down this season, but when he's been bad, it's been bad. Just goals he has to have. But I like that he takes ownership of it. You know, I feel like a lot of the players who have bad, poor performances say we. They don't say I. Uh, Gerard Gallant, it took him, you know, a, a, a big losing streak for him to finally say, yeah, the coaching staff needs to be better to offhandedly mention it. But Igor, he takes ownership, so... You know, and considering, yeah. but here's the thing, considering how much he saved the team last year, they, they at least owe it to him to give him some, some support too. So even if he's not playing his best, uh, it's a two-way street. So obviously I have faith he can improve his game and his record on the season is still pretty good. So it's just clearly not the, the height, stellar heights he was at last year, but, um, I don't even think he's playing that bad to be honest with you. No, I mean, yeah, I, again, I just think some soft goals here and there. But other than that, it's it's his five hole has been, uh, especially with traffic in front of him, has been a, a difficulty for him this season. A huge goal I wish he had back. Yeah, and he does too. And that's a that's a tough tough one in stride, especially you can tell Hughes has practiced who's you know is just practiced in stride doing that, so you can't even know when the release is coming. It's just tough. So, uh, but 
and that's you know he does that a lot so you definitely have to obviously goalies are so afraid to go down because he's so quick that if they feel if you go down he's going to make you look stupid but he's counting on that so he just think makes you look like even if he just kind of faints puts a little bit of pressure on one of his legs so you think he's going to pull it across try to go across you and then it just puts it between your your five holes so you just got to be ready um but uh yeah i mean no i don't i think the rangers should have four points and you know me i've been kind of pessimistic with these what i feel like they should have but uh we'll see i mean well, uh, yeah, hopefully there's no unforeseen injuries keep carpenter out of the lineup for god's sakes i agree they finally have a fourth line that's playing well uh why mess with it they're still trying to figure out how to fix the the d pairs right now um i do wonder if it's uh worth because right now you have jones well, yeah, I guess you kind of have to leave Lindgren and Fox together. It's working. I know you're trying to find balance, but I don't think splitting them up is, is smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, you know, Jones, I guess they're going to keep Jones and Truba together and, and uh, Miller and uh, Schneider. But yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, unfortunately, this team is, needs to keep their numbers where they're at. Uh, even Jones with all of his struggles, I think is still a better option than Hayek. So yeah, I'm just hoping if, if he keeps a lineup consistently and apparently, oh, this is a, this was a juicy tidbit. Uh, apparently anonymous source said, I forget who it was. Was it, was it Larry Brooks? Someone's anonymously said, or it might've been Vince, like uh, close to the team said, basically the players felt that the constant line blundering was help was hurting them. And it was making it hard for them to get into a rhythm. And I, I would agree with that. Like, I almost feel like if the Rangers just literally went back to the lines they had to start the season, I think it would be better. You know, I, I kind of like how our lineup is now. But the thing is, though, we weren't doing anything like I. Well, yeah, that's very true. I mean, but I feel like the results, they weren't scoring. I feel like the, the, the lines they had for the first season, the Rangers were snake, but they couldn't put it in the back of the net. But I feel like the goals are starting to come now. So I feel like they'd have more balance that way. Um, so if they have another bad loss, I think it would, might be worth exploring going back to Panarin, uh, Trocek, uh, Kravtsov, putting Kako back with, uh, with, um, Kreider and Zabanajad, and you just move VC down to play with Lafreniere and, uh, Heedle. Or at the very least, you leave Heedle with Panarin and put Trocek, I think a Lafreniere, Trocek, Kravtsov line could be pretty good, actually. You know, if you want to leave Heedle at the second center position, the way he's played with Panarin, and then just put uh, the Crafts off with those two, you know? Yeah. Because the, luckily, Crafts off, he, he definitely four checks and he gets on pucks and he keeps, he, he keeps play moving. You know what I mean? And so does Heedle. So that's two players to play with Panarin who will do that. Whereas, like, if you try playing him with uh, Lafreniere, who kind of struggles with that, I don't know if it's as good, but. We shall, we shall see. But that's just maybe, I, I think to your point, maybe you leave them the way they were today until it just doesn't look like it's working. And then if you have to go, just go back to it and see if you can just start. I would honestly just hit the reset button on the season if you have to. You know what I mean? Just say, you're all, everyone gets a, gets a clean slate here. We're all just going back to what we wanted to do. We're going to give you the, the time to figure it out. But, you know. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, I, I listen, I, I know I'm mumbling right now, but I, I do listen. I again, 
I don't mind the lineup right now. I actually think it gives us a little bit more depth. I am just looking for a little bit more consistency. Work hard away from the puck like you did tonight. It was noticeable. You did a great job. It caused chaos. It caused us to score a couple of key goals. So just keep doing that. I want to see us continue to do that. Just throw pucks on net. Half of these goalies in this league give up softies. So just keep throwing pucks on net, especially against the bottom feeders. Shit will get deflected. It'll go in. They won't see it. Just keep throwing pucks on net. I think that's key. You see the Devils get a ton of shots on goal. It's not always pretty, but when they do, good things happen. Yeah, it creates chaos. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, just it constantly makes, you know, your defenseman turn. The goalie has to be on edge. They never know when it's coming. So just, yeah, you know, do all the little things correct, and the bigger things will fall into place. And we might be able to get, you know, those three games back. We just hit a three-game skid. Now we got one down and two to go to get those three games right back, and, and hopefully we get four points Friday and Saturday. So... Uh, that's it for me, Andy. Uh, I'll let you you shut it down here. Yeah. Uh, th- again, thank you for tuning in. We will see you all on uh, our episode that drops on Monday. Uh, again, like I mentioned up top, it's time to deck your halls, uh, get to all your Rangers-related Christmas merchandise, I assume, at shopnhl.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean... It would be uh, nice if it stops raining here because it's, yeah, I, I have some shopping to do and I don't want to get rained on. So, yep. Again, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you all on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod and please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.